Hi, this is the Manifest More Podcast, and I'm your host, Don Maynard. You guys, this interview you're about to hear, I had so much fun. I love getting to know people, but especially when we have a lot, um, and honestly, there is a lot in common, but that likes to go deep and really unpack things from the reprogramming of the subconscious brain to manifesting, um, how she created this podcast that is now, um, within six months, she was 2.5% top 10 globally. Um, her name is Christina Driscoll and her podcast is She's Brave Podcast. The most authentic, um, generous, fun, so cool. I, I just like, I want to get to know her more. I want to be her friend, spend time with her. Uh, I can't wait for you to listen to this and see what you think. I mean, we talk about money beliefs, um, her affirmation that really sounds to me what has helped her get to where she is and do the things she does. You know, I've always heard the saying that if you pick one thing and become really good at that one thing, then you will start to become very successful at that one thing. She seems to be able to do that really well. So here you go. Take a listen to our conversation. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the Manifest More podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, Christina Driscoll is the owner of the podcast, She's Brave Podcast. Um, So welcome. Hi, Dawn. I'm so excited to be here today. I wanted to hear about uh, how you started your podcast and why you started your podcast. I tune in and you have some amazing women come on and share really awesome stories. Thank you. Yeah. So I was in the financial world um, and I married a man much older than myself. He was 24 years older than me. And uh, we actually had a lot of infertility for four years. So I was 35 when our son was born. And um, so I, I decided to be a stay at home mom. And that I don't regret that at all. I just loved being a mom and I love that whole journey. And, but then when our son was five, my husband developed early onset Alzheimer's. That was a 12 year journey. And then he passed oh. away. Oh. And, you know, I, I was okay. How old was your son with, when he passed had, away? Oh, he was, uh, he was 17. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think I, I really, learned a lot during that journey. And, um, I, I've just, I've had somewhat of an unconventional life in, in, in a number of ways. And one of them being that my husband was 24 years older than me, but, you know, fast forward a few years and I got remarried and my husband, uh, my son graduated from call at uh, high school. And, um, it was the summer that we got remarried and, you know, when you get that feeling, where you're just like deeply unsettled and something doesn't feel right, but you don't know why. Well, I believe that we get that unsettled feeling because we're meant for more. And 
So a lot of us don't listen. A lot of us will just try to get busier, ignore it, push it down. But what happened to me was I was getting that feeling. I was having it. And my husband and I, a month after we got married, went on our honeymoon to Peru and I got a really bad case of COVID. Um, there's a lot of reasons behind that, which we're not going to get into, but, um, I had to come home and rest for a whole month. So the universe or God forced me to (laughs) slow down and be a bit introspective. And I felt deeply uncomfortable. And I was like, this, my next, I still have another chapter in me. My, like, it's, this is not just me setting back and retiring and, you know, I was 55 at the time on 50, 56 now. And, um, I, I didn't know what to do. And I like to tell this part of the story too. Like when you don't know what to to do, just do something, do something. So I just said, okay, I really have been trying to write a book, but that's not happening. I can't seem to get myself to do it. And someone said to me, well, podcasting is kind of like writing a book. Like it's just talking instead of writing. And, and so I signed up for a podcasting class and just that I just thought to myself, well, this is some kind of action. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast or not, but I'm taking action. I'll meet new people. It will lead to something. So I, you know, one of my biggest pieces of advice is take a baby step, you know, just take like one tiny step. And even if it's like, in my case, it was, you know, signing up for an online course, but it could be going to your local chamber of commerce meeting, you know, and meeting people there or, you know, joining a new group or, or starting a new hobby and meeting new people. And it's, it's through action. I mean, as much as, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, our vibration and, and, and our thoughts and how much they affect our life. And that is a hundred percent true, but sometimes I think we can get really stuck where we're trying to be positive and we're trying to make changes, but it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing you can do in that situation is just take a little tiny baby step in any direction. And that will lead you to the next step and the next. So the next step for me was that somebody in my class said, Hey, um, does anyone want to practice doing a podcast? And that sounded super scary to me, but I, I reached out back to her and I said, let's do this. So we jumped on Zoom and it, it seemed super scary. Like, I, I, you know, it was like this gigantic wall, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and all of a sudden the wall just like disappeared. Like we were just having so much fun and we were laughing. And then I was like, let's, let's hit record. Ha ha ha. You know? So then we start recording and we're playing with that. And then I got off of that. And then I just started reaching out to like a bunch of people in my class. And I was like, Hey, do you want to practice with me? And then I, they, you could see they were super scared too. And then I would just be like, okay, they'd jump on and we'd practice. And I'd say, let's just hit, hit record. Ha ha ha. (laughs) And then we hit record. And some of those actually became interviews and that were published on She's Brave. So like, I'm not one of those people who can imagine huge things. I'm more that person who can just kind of imagine one step in front of me. Like I was trying to 
you know, be really positive and be like, Hey, I'm going to have 20,000 downloads in three months like that. And then I kind of got real with myself. Like I said, <laughs> I, can't, I can't really visualize this. So if I can't visualize it, what can I visualize? I think, you know, I can visualize 50 downloads in January. So I launched my podcast on my late husband's birthday, January 2nd, Aww. 2023. And I was like, you know, I can visualize like, you know, 50 downloads per episode like that's what I and so sure enough like that's what I had you know that month right like and then you know that that's just for me I I I I do it all in baby steps you know and um the other thing was is that everybody in podcasting can get really caught up in statistics and numbers and growth and analytics and I absolutely refuse to get caught up in that I was like I am not even going to focus on numbers. This is not going to be about numbers for me. This is going to be about people. This mm -hmm. is going to be about getting women's voices out in the world. This is going to be about interviewing women who have done great things and asking them how they did it and how they got through it. So I literally never looked at my statistics. So in May, one of my, one of my podcasting friends reached out to me and said, Christina, did you know that you're in the top two and a half percent globally? And I went, what? Oh my gosh. Cause I hadn't been literally like, I didn't even know how many downloads I had. I didn't know nothing. Like yeah. I was just doing my thing. Right. And, um, and really for me, that's what I needed to do. Like I had to listen to that intuition inside of me that was saying, stop looking at numbers. It's not about the numbers. It's, it's, you know, it's about the people. And so I stopped, focusing. And so I did go to listennotes.com and sure enough, there it was. It said I was in the top two and a half percent. And I was like, wow. Yes. But to this day, I don't focus very much on numbers and I don't, I don't focus on any of that stuff at all. Um, I will maybe look once a month and be like, oh, okay. Like as long as the trend is going upward at, at whatever pace it's going, like I'm good. The other cool thing that I learned um, was, again, like when you first start podcasting or maybe it's like any new business, you know, you might be comparing yourself a lot to everybody, right? Like everybody's working at their own pace and everyone's in podcasting. As you know, there's so much to learn. And you can't, you can't master it all at the same time right. in the very beginning. There's no way. So yeah. something has to go. In my case, I chose social media. Like I, yes, I was posting some stuff, but it, there was like basically no effort put into it. Like I didn't, I, I didn't care about it. I didn't do reels. People were telling me you need to be doing reels. I'm like, I don't feel like comfortable doing it. I don't have the bandwidth for it right now. Like that's, you know, solo episodes. I still haven't done them because I love interviewing people so much. But what happens is when you're starting a business, in this case, a podcast, you know, you see your podcast mates and this one's saying, look, I'm doing this thing over here. Like I'm doing reels or I'm doing, and then I'm thinking, oh, I'm not doing that. Like, should I be doing that? Uh, yeah. So what I realized was that I had to stop like actually like comparing myself to what other people were doing. And the only way I could do that at the time was to just not 
really pay attention on to social media, to kind of step away from social media for a few months. And other than just posting a few things here and there for my own podcast, but not really looking what other people were doing so that I wasn't like, oh no, they're doing this. That means I need to do it so that I could just follow my one true path and not be influenced by what other people were doing around me. And within a few months, I just got really comfortable. And it's, it's so interesting. I just felt like that was all gone. And then I kind of reconnected with a lot of people in my class and, you know, I I have nothing but cheer, cheer and goodwill and you go girl. Like I, 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 when they succeed, I get excited. I get happy because I'm in such a different space now. And here's another example of it. Like I had a friend in the class who my podcast is called She's Brave. Hers is called The Hero Within. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like we are so, we're basically doing the same topic. Like we're competing with each other. How is this going to work? And now we both laugh about it because <laughs> we're such different people, right? Like, right. so, you know, the, the meth, our, our podcasts are so incredibly different, completely different audiences, everything's different. And it's funny because we'll even swap guests. Like I'll say, Hey, this person was good. You should interview this person and she'll do that for me. And literally the interviews are entirely different. So the right. things that I'm talking about with that person, and then the, she's interviewing the same person, totally different topic, totally different <laughs> interview. So I kind of slowly learned, like, and got more comfortable in my own skin with, you know, really embodying the idea that I'm unique mm -hmm. and this isn't a competition and there's nothing, we're all beautiful and we're all incredible and we're, we all have a message for the world. And just because somebody's doing something doesn't mean I have to be doing it. Just because somebody's successful doesn't mean that I'm any less successful. They're not taking success away from me. In fact, I always say, there's plenty of room in the podcasting. We're not even close to being saturated. We need to get more women's voices out there. If you had told me when I signed up for my podcasting, first podcasting class, I've taken several, um, that I would be teaching podcasting a little over a year later, I would have been like, you're crazy. But you got to be open to the to everything. So <laughs> last September, I I just got this really strong urge that I needed to be teaching women podcasting because how was it that I got in the top two and a half percent within six months? And why wasn't anybody else doing that basically, you know, and there are ways to fake it. And I do know of at least one person in one of my classes that, you know, you can fake, um, I think you can buy like likes or followers or, or something, but I've also heard that if you do that, you can never advertise because advertisers know how to figure that out. Yeah. Also, it, it, it's very abnormal, like it to go from, let's just say 400 followers to like 40,000 overnight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. And then they won't use, they won't use you. And so, you know, I'm now at a place where, um, I, I have a few ads every so often ads are coming up. Had I cheated my way to the top, 
that those opportunities would not be happening to me. And, um, I always knew that I was not gonna, I was not gonna fudge my numbers. There was no way I was going to do that. It's because it's not about that at all. You know, like it's you said, not, you weren't about the numbers. Not. So it's, it's about the mm-hmm. people and the people that we're serving. And it sounds like you are really good. I niching down, like you chose podcast, you chose to interview other people and you stuck with it. You didn't like, because I start, I have scattered energy and I start doing this and this and this just because like, I, I have so many oh, things I love. Yeah. And so I'm very, uh-huh. all these certifications I just, I love exploring <laughs> and learning so many different things. Yeah. I, I love how you, you're, it's such a good example of you pick the one thing and you stay head down, focus in it and look at the success you've had from doing that. I'm, yeah. Someone and, and approached just- my husband asking like, how did you like get this house and how do you live this life? And he said, pick one thing and do really good at it for years. And wow. I love that advice. I think that's so, so good. And I think it's true. And I think it, it's just, it's listening to that voice. Like, again, like, you know, that voice told me, you know, to start teaching. And so, you know, I did, I did a class in the fall. It was my first class. I did it messy. It was, you know, and now I'm offering my second class and, um, we're launching on February 15th of 2024. So, um, these things just, you don't know what's going to pop up and be open to, to the opportunities that can come your way. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard, but also maybe stay strong in what feels really right to you. Because I do remember also when I picked the name, she's brave. Um, I, I just, I, you know, I have a a logo and I, and an icon, I think you've seen it. And I remember putting it out in a group and saying, you know, this, this is really speaking to me. Like I, this is, I think, and it's pretty stark. Like I'm normally not a person that loves black and orange and, you know, basically black, orange and white, but those are my colors, right? Like that's what was speaking to me. So I, I stick out my logo and some like, you know, creative ad media expert of 20 years tells me, no, don't Mm. no, this is terrible. But I did it anyway. <laughs> Here we are. Yes. You know, like, I mean, yeah. we know better than even somebody who has 20 years experience. Like if that voice deep inside of you is saying, nope, this is going to be your logo. You yeah. got to go with it. Do you know who Amanda Francis is? No. She wrote the book, uh, Rich as Fuck. And she was recently talking about how um, that book every time she was like turning it into her editor, they were sending her back the ways to write it in a different way. And she's like, no, that doesn't sound like me at all. And she kept pushing back. And yeah, I love her. I've listened to her book three times. I love it so much because Uh even her, the audible, it sounds like I'm listening to a podcast versus just just read a book. It's so unique. Yeah. Yeah. it, it, It makes it to me even better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's a beautiful example of, you know, I mean, it's a delicate balance, obviously, you know, and you, you, you know, but, but I, I just feel so strongly that 
it was all about me standing true to what was right for me. Like, you know, in the classes, the experts would say, okay, well now you got to get busy with Instagram. Well, guess what? I, I didn't have the bandwidth for that. I had never been on Instagram before. So, you know, I didn't even really do anything with, I started an Instagram account, did nothing, screwed around, whatever. Um, it wasn't until this last September, I had 400 followers. I was like, now I'm ready to kind of look at Instagram and maybe try to do it real and try to now, I'm now is my time, right? Like yeah. now I'm ready. And so now I'm at almost 13,000 followers. Wow. So within a few months, so, you know, but it's just, it's just, you know, do it at your own pace. And I think in particular, well, maybe all entrepreneurs, but definitely podcasting, do things at your own pace. You know, like the experts are going to tell you, you got to have all these things in place, you know, and I certainly didn't. Yeah. And I was okay with that. Yeah. It's having that inner knowing and sticking with it. Like there's some things like I just know, and I'm not letting anyone yeah. like, tell me otherwise. And you've definitely had that yeah. with your logo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I've been talking a lot with my students and clients that, uh, the whole reprogramming the subconscious brain, it's been a big topic lately. Yeah. I'm, you know, the things mm -hmm. you put on repeat, that's the things you manifest. What is yeah. your thoughts on that or experience with any of that? Yeah, I, I totally do believe it. I think, um, uh, I think that in our society, I think that we think that things are going to just are going to instantaneously happen. Not to say that it doesn't. It's I yes, in some cases it does happen instantaneously, you know, manifesting things that you are intentionally trying to manifest. Sometimes it can happen quickly. Um, other times it takes time. And I think that reprogramming your mind is a pro is a process. Like I look at back at that scared person who signed up for the podcasting class and her mindset, you know, and, and where she was at that, that's a totally different person than the person that you're talking to today. It took a year and a half, like that's okay too, you know? Yeah. And, what types of things and, are you telling yourself? to get to today? You know, like I mentioned earlier, for me, it's, um, it was, it's, it's about just taking one small step each day towards my goal. So that seemed and to be knowing, your affirmation, one small step. That's like probably one of my main affirmations is, you know, what can I do? Like, even if I'm having a horrible day, it, you know, what, what's one thing that I can do today towards that goal of mine? I also have a, a morning routine, um, because I heard Hal Elrod interviewed miracle morning mm -hmm. and, you know, it changed, that changed everything too. That was, probably a year ago. And he studied the habits of the most successful people in America and asked them what their morning routines were. And uh, there was a common theme of six things that people do. And, and not, and not that everybody does all six of them. It's people maybe do two of them or three of them or, you know, but pick a couple 
basically. And so I got a lot better about spending time and prayer and or meditation first thing in the morning. So like that's, I actually, this morning, like it's, it's just 10 minutes, but it's how I start my day every day. And I also just silently ask God, like, what do I need to know today? Like Louise Hay used to ask that. And um, she's one of the people that I first heard of in the nineties. So, um, you know, I, I feel that with, with prosperity, that is, you know, you have to develop a feeling of prosperity in you. Um, even if you don't have dollars in the bank, like I was literally living paycheck to paycheck in my twenties and into my early thirties. And then I took, it was a Christian based course course called the 4T prosperity program, tithing of your time, talent, and treasure. So you had to volunteer, you had to tithe 10%, you had to, you know, and then it, it was Christian based, but like, you, you know, anybody could take it. It's not like, Christianity shoved down your throat. Like it's just, you know, some quotes, but basically it was a lot of time. Um, it was a serious commitment, 20 minutes of meditation in the morning, 20 minutes of meditation in the evening, writing down, I am prosperous, feeling it, visualizing it. And I wrote down, like, I'm so tired of like being stressed out about money. I want to like, not have to ever really worry about money again. And then I met my husband and the very exact number of like, I said, I want to live off my portfolio, like my investment portfolio. I want to be able to just live off of it. And I wrote down a number of how much money I wanted to live off of that every year. Cause it, you know, it kicks out dividends and you can just live off that and not even touch the principal. And, um, I met my husband and it all, it all happened. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you, yeah. You, you so, I, but it took a whole year. Like I, I took this class and, um, you know, I can only speak for myself. Like I remember one of the things we did as in our church group was we went to a, a, a fancy restaurant and had brunch. And, you know, I remember feeling uncomfortable, like I didn't belong there. And, um, I, I was like, wow, I really have to work on this more, you know? And, um, but I also find that money isn't everything. It's not everything, everything. And, and our priorities change over our life. Like for me now, having a huge amount of money isn't that important. I had to spend a million dollars on my husband's care because he didn't have any long-term health insurance. I tried to get, have him buy it and he wouldn't do it. Um, even if you'd get partial coverage, it, it would have made a huge difference. So his care, I, you know, I wanted him to have the very, very, very best care. So, um, between the cost of him being in a care home, the top notch care for seven years, plus paying taxes on having to sell off stock, it was a million dollars. Wow. So, yeah. And, you know, and I also think that prosperity is something that, um, the mindset, like, you know, like I had it really strong for a while and now I'm actually gearing back up into it again, <laughs> you know? So that's probably my next class is, is going to be, it's going to be an abundance class, um, with my social media influencer, Lanaya Roberts and, 
Um, it's there's going to be a lot of stuff in it, like the the course that I took uh, 25 years ago. Um, that the gentleman that wrote that book, Stratton Smith, he passed away while I was taking the course. Oh my god! But you know that whole that whole it was it it was literally repro it's literally reprogramming your mind, and that for me that doesn't happen overnight, right? You know, and 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 you could argue that oh well it's because you don't believe that. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, like you could say, if you believe that it can happen overnight, then it'll happen. But, you know, I'm okay with the way it is too. Like for me, it just was a process that I had to just, you know, slowly. And that's just how my brain works. Like yeah. I, that's how it's worked with my podcast, like slow, but steady, just worked, you know, keep taking that next step. And then the manifestation just, just naturally happens. Yeah. I haven't told anyone that story, by the way, on air. (laughs) You are are the very first person that I have shared that story with about abundance because I think people can get so caught up in money. Um, I do think that there's a lot... Our society has us thinking, it, it literally feeds us, like our phones are feeding us what makes us happy. Guess what? A Lamborghini is going to make you happy. A big house is going to make you happy, you know, and um, guess what? That actually might not be the thing that makes you happy. And I did actually take a course, a, um, what do you call it? I took a retreat with a really high level person and it was in their home. Um, it was a year and a half ago and she was asking everybody like, like what, what's your dream life? Like what's, what's the amount of money that you would want, blah, blah, blah. And people were, they were like listing off the car and the house. And, and then there was me, I was like animal rescue. Like I have already done that. Like I've built, um, an FIV positive cat cottage and for sanctuary one in, um, Southern Oregon that I fully fund every year. Um, but, um, it's not about possessions for me anymore. I'm 50, 55. Why am I trying to make myself older? (laughs) Um, but that's no, I'm 50. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm 55. Um, so, you know, I, I just, it's interesting where, um, I'm at a place in my life where what really like I, I'm, I'm in tune enough with myself to realize that what makes me happy is giving and helping make the world a better place. It's not, it's not about anything else anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you were, um, the, talk about more about the cat shelter. What was it? Oh yeah. So, um, back in 2014, um, a stray cat, you know, it's the one and only time that this has ever happened. A a stray cat was hanging around my house. And actually we thought it was a kitten because it was so emaciated. And, um, so I put the cat in a separate room cause I already had three cats and <laughs> you don't know, like if there's something, if it has a, you know, a, a disease, it could share whatever. And I took the cat to a vet, to my vet actually, and, um, ran all the tests and he said, well, there's good news and, and bad news. And, um, 
he said, you know, the cat is actually perfectly healthy other than he's FIV positive. So humans get HIV, cats get FIV. Um, he said, uh, it's a myth that, you know, right now, um, FIV cats get put down in shelters all the time, but they can live long, happy lives. And so I couldn't keep the cat because if my, if that cat bit or scratched one of my cats that then they could get it. So I was trying to find um, a shelter that would take an FIV cat. There was only one and it was a year long wait. And um, thank God, my goddaughter, who was in college nearby at the time, said that she would take the cat. And the cat is still alive today, perfectly healthy. Oh, doing how many great. Years like, was that? Oh, well, that's like 10 years now, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So um, I was shocked that all of these, like Seattle Humane, was telling me, yeah, well, we're going to put that cat down. And um, you know, I, thank God I found a home for him and he's still doing great, but it triggered something in me. And I said, why do people wait until after they die to like bequeath money or like do something, you know, get, like set aside X amount of money for charity? Like I, when I die, I want this to go to charity. Why not do it now? Mm -hmm. Like while you're alive so you can actually see the benefits Yes. So, um, yeah, we, it's a long story, but I, I have, my son was born in Oregon and we have lived in Oregon off and on over the years. And so, um, we had gone to an animal rescue there and I loved that they had a cottage like for cats, you know, that, and then I proposed the, another cottage for F, just for FIV cats. Cause they have to be kept, kept separately and then started working with their board and um, basically built it. And then the Western Regional Manager of Seattle Humane came to the ribbon cutting ceremony. So this was, I think, 2015. Um, if you go to sanctuary1.org and then you you have to like dig. But if you read like the articles and you go back, there's like newspaper articles in um Grants Pass or and uh, Medford, Oregon area, Sanctuary One, like Christina Driscoll built this oh, FIV wow. positive cat, you know, shelter. And he came up to me afterwards, this big wig with Seattle, with, with uh, Humane. And he said, I didn't know any of this. I'm going to work on changing the policy. So as of today, um, at least in Seattle, they no longer, you know, I don't, I, I can't really verify it verify anywhere else but i know for a fact that in seattle they what they don't put down fiv cats they adopt them out now so um and this shelter basically takes in fiv cats um it's in southern oregon and then they adopt them out and then they just keep doing that over and over during covid uh, another really cool fact about it is uh, during covid i i was happened to be down there and um the director had two pregnant moms, mama cats with who were both FIV positive. What people don't know is that um, the kittens it will, most of them will actually test negative after six months. Oh. So like they, they somehow develop an antibody. So like probably 90% of them um, will actually not have F FIV, but it takes six months. And so she was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to have like 12 kittens. And I, I just like wrote her a check to cover 
all the proceeds of taking care of that whole process. And I think all of them, except for one or two out of like 12 kittens, they were all negative. And even the, the positive ones got, got adopted out. So, you know, I think when it comes to charity, we all need to be giving back and we all need to be doing it now, not yeah. waiting. It is beautiful. Yeah. I love that you do that. I Are you a Taylor Swift fan? like her. I like, yeah, she is. She has really, really cute cats. She yeah. does. She does. I mean, it, you know, I guess there's just been a big amount of fuss in the news lately about something about her cheering oh, her yeah. boyfriend who's on a football I, team and people are like, I, I don't quite. It's so funny. And you, you know, she's probably, she's probably like one of the best examples on the planet of female empowerment, right? Like she's yeah. taken the bull by the horns with yes. her life and female empowerment. Like she built her own empire. Yeah. So like why, why I, well, but you know what? People are always going to hate on somebody like that. Right. They, they're always yeah. going to jealous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's handling yeah. it. Well, um, I wanted to circle back her. to something. Um, you know, we were talking about not everyone or some people would fight to say that it doesn't happen overnight. Like that whole reprogramming thing. Um, yeah. I have found that when you have the least resistance to something, it happens quicker. Oh, yeah. Versus yep, like I agree with that 100%. So bad and you're trying yeah. so hard and you're putting all yes. this, like and I I have actually yeah, yeah, I, I have found the same thing and um yeah, I do tend to have resistance. Um actually when I began dating again and I I was just taking it from this very masculine energy, like point of view, um, where, oh, if I just go on like five coffee dates a week or like, you know, I, it's, it's just a numbers game. It'll be a matter of time before I meet the right guy for me, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was this frantic energy where I was just, you know, literally pushing it away from me. And literally the only thing that worked, and I wanted, I like telling this story because I think it's really useful is sometimes you're in so much resistance that you have to just let go and surrender. So I literally just stepped back, got off the dating apps, just said, I'm okay being by myself. I'm going to be perfectly happy single. And three months later, I met my now husband. So, have, you know, yeah, that's a really you know, powerful story a, of like resistance, a really good story about that from, so I got pregnant with my son who's 17 now, um, instantly like that night, my second daughter, Brooklyn, who passed instantly that night. So let's get pregnant. I'm, I'm serious. Like we said, let's get pregnant. It would happen that night. Kendall took two years later. Um, we were on vacation and I read the book, tries a Seth Godwin. And in there, he says, you have to let go of the old to let in the new. I dropped the book. I looked oh, at my husband yeah. and I said, I have to go home, pack up all of Brooklyn's things, donate it to the women's shelter. That's yeah. her stuff. That is her stuff. Yeah. And she's yeah. wanting me to donate that stuff. And so I did two weeks later, I was pregnant with Kendall. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. Like that example of letting go is it's so true and powerful. And like I just posted this this morning on my Instagram. Peel back the layers of your past to free yourself. That's beautiful. And it's so, so true. 
So a hundred percent. So a lot on. of times that reprogramming yeah. is we're so stuck in something in the past that we can't reprogram yeah. because we haven't dealt with that past yeah. trauma that's still holding yeah. us back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's a lot of resistance, you know, there's just, there's a lot that, that has to do with like raising our energy and our vibration. And I think there's a lot more to it than a lot of people present. Yes. Like they'll be like, yeah. oh, just write 10 down, down 10 affirmations in the morning and you're good. And that new car will be in the driveway tomorrow. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> but, I mean, I know, would, when yeah. I first got into this stuff, because I teach it all now, I, my husband mm -hmm. one day made the comment to me, oh, you just think putting a picture on a dream board and it's going to come true. And I was like, it is way more than that. Like, <laughs> It's not just that I did. I did a dream board too. And all of it came true down to, I had a picture uh, with my husband. I had a picture of a woman who looked just like me and her hair was up in a certain, she had the blonde hair and the same color eyes and she was wearing a gold dress. And I didn't know why that picture like, but it needed to be on my vision board. Like, again, I didn't know why it needed to be there, but I needed to be there. So I yeah, put it up. It made you feel good. Well, so then so then, so then I, you know, I met my husband and, um, you know, we, we were married within six months and he, he would have been married within like three months. He was, he was like, he had never been married, never had kids. And he was like, this is it. You're it. And we had, you know, an amazing marriage other than he developed early onset Alzheimer's, but um, I didn't know what I was going to wear for a wedding gown. And I was in JC Penney's. This is over 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was looking for a trench coat, like a raincoat, because, you know, Seattle. <laughs> and I I walked by this beautiful gold dress with straps, and it was $99. And I tried it on, and it fit like a glove. And that was my wedding dress. So the gold dress, like, and I wasn't even thinking about the vision board, nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. it was like, I realized it later, like, oh, that's. I'm where that, that, yeah. so my wedding pictures are me, me wearing a gold dress. And then the other funny thing that happened was, um, I had never gone to a hairdresser just to get my hair done, you know, like, so I, I went to get my hair done for my wedding. And I said to her, I don't know, just do whatever you want. And she did it exactly like the girl on my vision board. Like that what? is mind blowing. <laughs> I know. Oh. But see, that's the example. I've never anything told on my board. Oh my god, I love it. But that's the example. Anything I've put on my board just because it made me feel good when I saw the picture in a magazine, it's somehow or another, like that formed in some way. All of those, but anything mm -hmm. that's like I really mm -hmm. wanted it and it's there, it's taken a lot longer. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's I, why I, I love how deep we're digging today, because I have found the same thing. Like, um, if I have a huge emotional attachment to something, again, like getting back to then, then we're actually starting to push it away from us. So it's a it's a it's a hard balance. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. Um you know, but, but yeah, like learning to let, let go of attachments, expectations, trying to control the future, you know, those are all things that I've really, really learned over time, you know? Yeah. And once you, it's so fun to play with too. Like once you learn all these little yeah. tricks, it's like, let's yeah. play with this one and see what happens and make, and it's fun. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, um, what you've, you've talked about a couple of courses that you're going to be offering. Can you, uh, the, the first one's coming up February 14th, explain more about that course. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is how to get into the top two and a half percent globally in six months, because there are three things it basically, you know, it's, it's a class for every level. Um, yes, the first couple of weeks, you know, the, the module that you get emailed is, you know, basic technical instructions yeah. on how to start a podcast. So that is there. But when we, when we jump on those live calls every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, me and Lanaya, um, we spend, it's usually, it's not, see, cause I've, I've already taught one class already. So I already know from experience that, you know, you spent 15, 20 minutes. I had, I have a tech expert, Allison Santana. She's amazing. She answers anybody and everybody's questions directly. Um, but usually the actual module itself will spend like 15, 20 minutes on, especially those first few that are just basically like how to pick a title, like, you know, how to, how to pick a topic. Like here's some exercises to help you pick a topic here's some exercises like you know to pick a title I have a private Facebook group podcasting uh there's about there's almost 500 of us now um and that is a Facebook groups podcast if you just like look up um podcast mass if you google like podcast mastery journey journey in Facebook I have a free um podcasting Facebook group for people who want to be a podcaster, people who already are a podcaster, people who are thinking about podcasting, everybody's welcome. And we all lift each other up and share info and everything. And then if you want to take it to another step, then you take my class and I literally give you the steps to get to the top two and a half per six in six months. Now I just finished my first course in December and I already have people who are in the top 10, five, and I think one in, who's already in the top two and a half percent as well. So it does take a little bit of work and effort. And I did have some people who haven't done the work. So yeah. if you don't do the work, <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I promise you, um, basically I can just spell out what I did. And I feel like again, abundance, I, I want to share with the world. I want to share in particular with women how to do this. Um, cause I think we need more women in podcasting. I do. I do. Mm -hmm. I think there's not enough. I still don't think I said there's more messages, more voices, more support. We need it all. So that's coming up. And then, um, Lanaya is a fine art paint painter and, um, She's been super, super successful. Plus she's a social media influencer. Just started a couple of years ago. She's 350,000 followers and she cracks me up because, you know, like one time she was kind of had a artist block and she called me up and she said, I can't, I got to finish this painting for this gallery and gallery show in Miami and, and I'm stuck. I am like frozen. And I said, okay, you're, you're having like that perfectionist thing, right? Like that, you know, like where you get stuck mm -hmm. on something I said. So I said, just do it. Just like finish it up, just paint it. I mean, even if you think it's awful, send it to the gallery. Okay. Just send it. And I said, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? That's, that's another tool I use a lot. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but 
like it, it gives me courage as I say, well, if I do this thing over here, what's the very worst thing? So I asked Lil and I, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I said, she's going to get the painting and the gallery owner's going to say, Lanaya, this is crap. This is garbage. I'm sending it back. I said, is that the end of the world? She's like, no, it's just a painting. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Or she might say it's okay, but you know, it's not your best, but I'm going to put it up. And then somebody buys it for, you know, $10,000 or whatever. And her painting, she's so successful. That the very first question I asked her was, well, don't you have another painting you can send her? She's like, no, they've all sold. <laughs> I have to finish this. You know, So she's a real abundance master as well. And we were just talking. Um, yeah, we definitely. Um, so that's actually going to be coming up in the spring, we're going to try to do, um, an abundance course. We're going to do retreat at our, at my house too. Where do you um, live? Spring. I see Seattle. So it has you to be spring Seattle. or summer because, um, we don't want to, I don't want people to come out here and have it rain every day, but I have a huge, a uh, thousand foot deck, um, that we're going to do dance parties in the evening. We're going to literally roll out a red carpet. Everybody's going to get a standing ovation as they walk into my home clear uh ch clapping cheering photos the whole nine yards and during the the two or three days that we're actually it'll be three days technically um if you feel like you need so emotional support you can stand up at any point and yell i want a standing ovation and then everybody has to like everybody just like goes you go girl and you clap and you cheer it's gonna it's just gonna be a ridiculous amount of fun we're gonna oh, we're gonna really have fun amazing. with that yes <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so it. uh that's something new I'm doing yeah. here too I'm hosting a retreat at my house in May and I'm gonna do it uh my birthday oh, is cool and so I'm gonna do it on Mother's Day weekend um oh how lovely what a what a lovely idea to do it on Mother's Day and you know and I think we mothers are getting better about acknowledging the importance of motherhood and supporting each other on the journey. It's so important. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anything else? This has been so fun. I want to talk to you some more. It <laughs> has been fun too. Like I, we've just been doing the totally chill, organic conversation. And those are my favorites where like, let's just let it go where it's going to go. You know, yep. That's how I roll. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think really the, the last thing I want to say, so like a big part of my podcast theme is authenticity. So that was one of the things that, um, I did when I was stuck is I reached out to a few trusted friends and family. It has to be people that you are hundred percent trust. And I just said, what, how do you see me? Like, what are my strengths? Like, wh who am I? Like, cause clearly I did, I wasn't quite sure who I was mm -hmm. and, um, what every, the same answer kept coming back to me over and over and over again. They said, Christina, you're just, you're so brave. You're so resilient and you're so authentic. Like you live your life according to your own standards you do what's best for yourself and your family and you don't care what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I could see that people really admired that in me. Cause see, originally I was going to do a podcast on caregiving because I'd felt very wow. lonely in that journey, which was partly my fault. I think we're getting better, better at, it, as you know, in our society with supporting caregivers, but, um, but it felt really heavy. 
because I was living in my past, right. right? Like if I'd done that topic, that would have been me talking about my past constantly. And it felt really heavy. And if you live in the past, you get depressed. Mm -hmm. And if you live in too much in the future, you get anxious. And that's why we try to all live in the now. And so what I began realizing, um, you know, as I signed up for this podcasting class and, and all of a sudden I was like, I can't do it on caregiving. Well, what the heck am I going to do my topic on? And then when these people all said this, I just went, I had no idea, but you know, most women, they're not living authentically. Like they're not actually, they're being a facade. They're being somebody who they think a society would approve of. And I went, that has to change because I think our greatest sense of freedom is when we're authentic to ourselves. You can say that about happiness too. I don't think we can ever be happy unless we're being living an authentic life. Mm -hmm. Um, again, like, does it happen overnight? No. And like, you know, even when I started my podcast, like I started with one friend, like, like my BFF, like, Hey, I'm, I, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, <laughs> I, I, well, other than like my husband, right? Like telling my husband, then telling my BFF, then telling a couple of other people, then you don't have to tell, you don't have to like announce everything to the whole world. Like right now, you know, you can gradually tell people, Hey, this is what I'm doing. These are changes I'm making. And I just, I'm just kind of ah, in my journey of interviewing all these women. Um, yeah, I've come to realize that, that women have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of issues uh, being <laughs> ourselves and, you know, it could go back to us being living tribally, you know, 10,000 years ago, if we lived in a small tribe and if we, went against the grain, did something outside the box, we literally, we literally could get kicked out of the tribe and lose our life, get eaten by a tiger, right? Like, <laughs> so it's conditioned in us to get along, conform. And so it, it's not the easiest thing in the world to try to be yourself because even our conditioning and as women, like, you know, and I don't, I'm not blaming anybody. It's just a fact. Like, I feel like I always felt like I, I had to accommodate people. I had to be pleasing and agreeable and all of those things. And, um, but when you are that, if you're not really being you, um, who, you know, people think you're somebody else. Um, they, they, they're also sensing it on a very deep level, even if they're not verbalizing it, or even, they may not even sense it on a conscious level, but it doesn't feel quite right. Like something's off mm -hmm. when you're not being a hundred percent authentic. So people can sense that too. Then as you start on your journey of authenticity and you take those baby steps and you start becoming more and more of yourself, some of those people don't like it. They don't like the new you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, you know, some of those relationships end and that's okay. That's totally okay. Because who do you, who do you want to be friends with? You want to be friends with people who know you a hundred percent. They know the good, the bad, the ugly, and they still love you you know, and you're not having to hide anything from them or fake anything or be a certain way. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yay. Well, thank you for coming on. And um, I would love to stay connected. So fun. <laughs>
It was awesome. Thank you so much, Dawn. This has been an incredible hour together. Like this has been, this has been amazing. Thank you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that because I definitely did. I had a blast getting to know her. I, I wanted to take a moment and share with you her course that she has coming up in case you are interested um, in creating your own podcast. It's called Podcast Mastery Journey with Christina Driscoll. She's the host of She's Brave Podcast. She will have you um, begin your journey on February 15th. It's a 10-week journey every Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, and I will have the link in the show notes for you to be able to um, either learn more about it, share with someone, or join yourself. And then obviously you heard her talk about another course she has coming up on abundance, which sounds exciting as well. So stay in touch with her. Um, There's lots going on. Watching her growth is beautiful. So That's it for today. Thank you. Bye.